We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Pogoshevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it into the foul. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, the proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, alongside my good friend Jacob Niffin. What's up? Here to break down the Thunder's 115-99 win over the Detroit Pistons in the second-to-last preseason game for the Thunder. If you guys don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Jacob, if they leave a five-star rating, can they get a sticker? Hell yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Just take a picture of that five-star rating, DM it to us on any social media platform, along like a screenshot of your five-star, along with your mailing address. I've got uncontested stickers. I will mail them out to you. They're cool. Uh, before we break down this game, if you guys would like one of our cool new hats, we're shipping them out daily, and we're running low on the supply. Send us a DM if you're interested in those, and uh, we'll break it down, tell you how much they are, get your vital personal information, all the weird stuff like that, and ship it out to you. Jacob's holding it. It looks awesome. It is beautiful. Those of you in the live stream, you can see the cool hat. And last thing, if you all have not heard, we're hosting a watch party on the 22nd. It's going to be a Prairie Ale. You got a sweet deal uh, alongside Daily Thunder and Prairie Ale. You get $1 off full pours of beer that I will be drinking. $10. <laughs> new re- There's a new restaurant next to Prairie uh, called Hot Chopsticks, which I've been dying to try. They have a $10 wing and fry special alongside our watch party. We'll also be giving away uh, various uncontested merchandise and stickers. So hope to see you guys there. Come out last year. We had a blast at the watch party. So come join us. Uh, hang out with all your favorite uncontested and daily Thunder hosts. We'll all be chilling, watching the Thunder take on the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. If it's anything like they played tonight, it'll be a fun game, Silva. We might blow them out if Shea plays, which by all accounts, he might be playing. I think he's going to play Thursday. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, Let's go through the starting lineup real quick, and then we'll break down the game. So tonight, really fun lineup. Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, J-Dub at the four, technically, 
and JRE at center. So really small uh, against a Detroit lineup of Sadiq Bay, uh, Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, and for a brief period of time, Marvin Bagley. He, looked, he took a non-contact knee injury within the first like minute of the game and had to be helped off the court. Hope he's all right. Looked really bad. Uh, hate to see that. So Jalen Duran uh, was J-Dub's primary matchup or Isaiah Stewart uh, for the that chunk of the game. Let's go through some big takeaways from this game, Jacob. Let's let's start with this cannot be held off. He, he may not have had the biggest night stat-wise. But boy, was Alexei Pokushevsky awesome tonight. It's legit, man. Like Hustle on D in the chat already saying he's <laughs> he's ready to formally announce that the it's only preseason argument is no longer valid. It is only preseason. But Poku is just making stuff happen defensively, off the dribble. I the the most upset I got all evening was Giddy hit Poku with a hit ahead pass, who caught it and did like this overhead crazy cross court bounce pass <laughs> that Baisley just watched it bounce out of bounds and like yeah. didn't even try to catch it. And in like Poku's just making stuff happen. It. You tweeted it tonight. The game is just slowed down for him. I know it's cliche. It's dumb. I hate saying it. It's true. He looks comfortable, confident. My Serbian son is growing up <laughs> right before our eyes. Yeah, man, he looks awesome. He's doing so much like from the elbow, I noticed. And he always looks decisive with whatever he's doing. A lot of times he would play like a little two-man game with Josh where he'd catch a pass at the elbow, pass it out to Josh uh, beyond the three-point line. Then he would try and slip under a screen if it came and catch a pass. He just looked great. Um, weren't, weren't many awkward Poku moments tonight at all. He tried to do this weird little spinning pirouette in a two-on-one fast break at the very end, but that <laughs> was the only thing. Like, <laughs> he did that and I said, there's the Poku shit. That's what you call that's there the Poku it. Heat, that's the Poku heat check. You got to get one of those out of the Get it out of your system in the preseason, and don't let me see it again in the regular season. Four of seven for Poku tonight. Three of four from the free throw line. Four free throw attempts. 11.7 rebounds, four assists, one block. It's a nice game. You might say we were all drinking the Poku nectar tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about the uh, the guy who's most been talked about in conversations regarding Poku and how many minutes Poku's going to get, where he's going to fit in the lineup. Darius Baisley. This is another big takeaway I had. I did. I just didn't like a lot of what Darius Baisley did tonight. His stats look very similar to everyone else's. Uh, I believe he had 15, 15 points. Bringing it up right now. Yeah, fifteen points, eight rebounds, and assists, two blocks, two turnovers, five of seven from the field. If you are box score cruising, looks like Baisley played a good game. Yes, but watching him, it's a lot of weird decision making. It's a lot of not decision making. Is is more how I see it. A lot of catching the ball, not looking around, not seeing where his teammates are, and just driving. And I tweeted that it gave that it was giving me acid reflux. I'm still feeling the acid reflux right now, if you can't tell during the podcast. <laughs> uh, should have taken some of those Tums. But um, no, it, it, it didn't look good. Uh, he just looks like he doesn't fit with the style of play that the Thunder are trying to put on the court. Everything looks forced, uh, looks uncomfortable, uh, looks like he can't keep up with the speed of the game. He, They have a ton of guys who can handle the ball, who can make decisions, who can pass. 
he goes to the rim and it's just like there's no plan and he just like does some crazy stuff it's it just doesn't look good he got more minutes than poku tonight i find that interesting because when i watch the two play basketball right now one sticks out as way more fluid way more uh adept than the other i agree and i I just don't know how long the thunder can afford to keep playing him like i know that the purpose of this rebuild especially this year is giving a ton of minutes to guys that have an unknown ceiling and more and more it feels like we know what darius Baisley's ceiling is at this point i'd rather see those minutes go to poku i'd rather see those minutes go to usman who we'll talk about a little bit later um just more and more it seems fair to say that poku should start alongside gre in the front court and that's totally fair that's where i'm at let's move on to a another bright spot for the thunder in a night full of bright spots honestly like darius basley might be the only negative that you hear tonight i think uh josh giddy looked awesome he was our player of the game uh bringing up his line right now he had 16 he was a plus 18 on the night uh, one of the best on the team 16 points nine assists five rebounds looked really good still probably the best inbounds passer in the nba um if you ask where does he rank as just a general passer in the nba i don't think you get much further outside of the top five like the, he was doing insane stuff all night the thing that pops for him more than anything else uh four of eight from the three-point line yeah and just looked smooth as butter looking good he, like there's no hesitation the first the first play of the game was a Josh Giddy three. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. Taking mid-range shots too, which looked good last year. I think they look a little bit better now since his form has changed a bit. I'm in. Yeah. He he looks freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Just turned 20 a couple days ago, I think. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big unknown ceiling guy, Josh Giddy. Uh, he could have a huge, huge year. Um, the offense just looked like really good tonight without Shea which is huge for this team. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. So now that some of our big takeaways are out of the way, let's go quickly step-by-step through the game just so we can talk about like what the flow in general looks like. Cause it was a really competitive game uh, down to, it feels like the fourth quarters when they pulled away. So let's go through the rest of it. Uh, started out with that terrible Bagley injury. Uh, I don't know if we've got an update on that yet. First quarter was a lot of thunder threes. And a lot of what I felt like Detroit was Detroit trying to take advantage of their size because they did have, yeah, they, the Detroit did have a size advantage here, uh, specifically on on J Dub and JRE, and they tried to take advantage of that early. Uh, I thought the Thunder did a really good job of switching that on the offense so they could cut behind these big guys that they had a speed advantage on, and it looked really, really good. Um, 
Josh Giddy's defense on Cade Cunningham stood out to me in the first half in particular. Uh, Josh has just always been really smart on defense and using his side and his size uh, against guys that would normally be able to blow by him. Uh, looked really, really nice. Um, let's get to J-Dub, who stepped up and kind of helped carry the team through the middle of this game. What would you see from him tonight? He's freaking awesome, man. Like, we get excited about some of the flashy plays and the things he does, but every little thing that you can do, he does. He drew a charge. Uh, he had like an, it wasn't an offensive rebound, but it was like an offensive tap yeah. on a rebound that led to a rebound for somebody else. Uh, he uses those long arms really well in the first half. Uh, he was fronting Jalen Duran. Uh, they threw a lob over the top, and Duran caught it and got a dunk. Second half, they tried it again. He used his long arms to like poke it free. Uh, he had like a steal at the beginning of the the second half in that um, yakety sacks. Just <laughs> everything sucks for like five minutes. Looked yeah. like us out there playing pickup hoops. Yeah. Um, passed the ball beautifully. Uh, got his first three of the preseason tonight, a, a catch-and-shoot splash from the corner. Nearly threw down a disgusting dunk on, on Isaiah Stewart. Uh, had some really fancy, like, and-ones blowing by off the dribble. You know, my favorite play of the night, he was in a pick-and-roll and, and kind of got trapped and went behind the back towards the basket, like, sideways as an escape dribble and got to the rim for a layup. Like, he just does stuff, man. Like, he's yeah. really good. They're going to have a hard time keeping this kid off the court. Yeah, I really like seeing him in, like, scramble situations because it feels like something good always happens. If mm -hmm. he's, like, forced to get out of his comfort zone and do something, like, something good always happens. And um, we had talked a lot about him playing a lot of, like, bench point guard. Uh, yeah. Got put in a different role tonight, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if that's gearing up towards maybe Shea playing on Thursday and getting Josh in a different role. Yeah. What do you think there's any so the, the lineup that started tonight, do you with Trey being kind of where I think Shea would fit in to this to this lineup? Do you think there's there's any chance we talked about Poku starting? Is there a chance that J dub starts at the four for this team? Not the beginning of the season, no. I think that's Poku's spot now. I think your starters yeah. are Shea, Lou, Josh, Poku, JRE. Mm -hmm. But then you're bringing Trey Mann and J dub off the bench. I mean, they're gonna torch. They are yeah. going to absolutely cook second units. And it's going to be a blast. Yeah, Trey's shot looks really good. That sec the second unit is going to be so much fun. Yeah. It feels like having Poku out there now, if you can almost stagger him with the second unit and he can help out mm -hmm. a lot with the passing, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, moving down into the third and fourth quarter, that is when we started to see Usman Jang come in, who I was pretty low on coming out of Summer League and what we saw there. Mm-hmm. This preseason in general, and tonight especially, he looks really good. Def the defense has always been there, I think. The fluidity of his movement always surprises me because this guy is huge. What is he, like 6'10", 6'11"? 6'10", 6'11", yeah. And moves like, legitimately moves like a guard. And he hit, what, three threes tonight? All from the same, all from the same spot. All in the and fourth quarter. All in the fourth quarter. It was part of the reason why the Thunder were able to pull away. And uh, I'm really high on him. And he's a big reason why I think that we should just let Darius Baisley float out to sea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against Jane getting 10 to 15 minutes a night. No. You know, uh, we talked how early in the summer, he's a G League guy. I, he'll get some G League minutes, but he's going to play a lot of NBA minutes. Like, yeah defensively he looks good there's a lot of things that he needs to tighten up uh coach talks about it a lot 
but I, I mean, the tools just scream at you, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fluidity, the, how dexterous he is. The jump shot looks much better. Uh, a little more aggressive going to the rim tonight, not like shying away from contact. There's a lot of stuff to be excited about this kid that just turned 19. Yeah. Uh, we know last year, Trey Mann went to the G league in large part because of his defense. And I feel like Usman can kind of already rest on that. Obviously he's playing another very young team. Who's maybe not going to put him in the blender as much as a more veteran team with guys that can truly isolate him and take advantage of that. But it feels like he can already kind of rest on his length and his defense just because of his size and how quickly he, how quick he is. And he is, yeah, he's only 19. That's wild. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, the, you know, the game, the game was over and I had a blast watching it and it did bring me to a question I wanted to ask you. So in, in theory, Detroit is a year ahead of us in their rebuild. It feels like they made, they've made some quote unquote win now trades. Well, they, they had one more lottery draft than OKC as well. So yeah, they made, they've made a win now trade, uh, getting Bogdanovich from Utah. They are going to go for, I listened to Kate on Zach Lowe today and they're like pushing for a playoff spot, play in spot. At least they did lose to a Thunder team tonight in the preseason. That was without Shea and without Chet and they played everyone. I mean, they, I don't think they played Bogdanovich because he's uh, just a vet's going to come off the bench for them. But uh, it is interesting to think about, is it too early to push the pedal down if you're a rebuilding team and it'll be fun to watch them. Yeah. And the East is stacked too. It's going to be very difficult for them. I think Charlotte's going to be worse, especially with Lamelo being out mm-hmm. um, for a I while. Detroit, right? Detroit will be, I mean, how much better is Detroit losing Jeremy Grant and replacing him with Boyan Bogdanovich? You know, I think Jaden yeah. Ivey's going to be awesome. He was fun to watch tonight. That dude is an athletic freak. Yeah. Um, lots of fun stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't put them as a, as a playing team though. I don't think I would either in, uh, Bagley was going to start for them, I think. And now he's, I mean, yeah. that injury did not look good. Yeah, so fingers that, crossed for him. I I, I yeah. hate to see a guy go down like that. That's scary. Uh, so I hope he's all right. Um, I guess we'll probably find out the next day or so. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, that, that would be a big loss for them. But still, even with him, I mean, that's a lot. To, I mean, their division is like, the Bulls who want to make a, make the playoffs, the Cavs who want to make the playoffs, the Raptors, um, you know, Indiana sucks. So maybe they can rack up some wins there, but yeah. uh, I mean, Indiana's not going to be bad until they trade away miles Turner and buddy healed. So. Stuff stuff in the East. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the uh, catching up on comments while we can, before we, before we look ahead to this next game, uh, Thursday against the Spurs. Is there anything you wanted to bring out specifically from from tonight's game? It was just a blast. I had a lot of fun. Um, Me too. I think we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of development. There's very much a style of play. Um, this isn't. I, I'm I'm going to crap on them, and I think it's rightfully so. This isn't the Houston Rockets, where it's just your turn, my turn, bunch of ISO guys. Um, the Jalen Green discourse on Twitter today cracks <laughs> me up, but. <laughs> They they just they play a very specific style of basketball. Um, I, I love to watch what they're doing. I'm still sad Chet's not out there, but getting Shea out there, I mean, this team is looking fun and like producing good offense and doing good things. And their top 25-ish NBA player isn't on the court. Yeah. 
when he gets back, like the ceiling raises so much. Yeah, lot, there's so much to look forward to with this yeah. team this season. I feel like I, I was definitely way down on this season after Shea, after uh, Chet got hurt, uh, uh, but I think I'm gonna have a lot of fun. And then there's always looking ahead to next season of what opening night starting lineup might look like with oh, yeah. Chet, the lottery pick we assume, Shea, Giddy, and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems gonna be a lot of fun for a long time. Uh, let's catch up on some chat questions. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. A lot of you listening in tonight. Um, what you what you think about uh, Wiggins tonight and and how he compares to? They don't feel the same role. I know this question is asking about JRE and Wiggins. Um, Wiggins night tonight kind of just impresses me. He doesn't do a ton that's flashy. Uh, does come in and play and play his role though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think saying Wiggins isn't flashy is accurate. Like he just He's a solid role player. He's a solid, I think, bench guy. I don't think he'll ever start for this team. No. Um, he he gives me very strong like Kenrich Williams vibes. Yeah. Right. Just this yeah, role player so that, that fills a role, is gritty, is gonna defend, isn't gonna demand too much on offense, is gonna play within himself. Uh, I get a lot of Kenrich Williams vibes from him. Yeah. Uh, which is a solid NBA player. And I think Wiggins might be one of the guys, as much as I like him, that kind of gets caught up in the rebuild at some point. It's just hard to find minutes for him. Uh, but he's proving himself in this Definitely. preseason, and in, he proved himself in Summer League, too. Next chat question, Rod Gilman mm. uh, asks, higher ceiling, Josh or Cade Cunningham? Oh, boy. That's the more, I, like, it's like the longer I think about that, the more interesting it gets. I, right away, I want to say Cade. He was the number one pick for a reason. Has a crazy high upside and, like, almost no weakness mm-hmm. i would think more josh, athletic more athletic than josh yeah josh is bigger has like elite 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 passing ability but the sh- but the scoring ceiling i think is the question that separates the two of them i think that's fair yeah. and that's fair uh we got another one why do we shoot so many threes a game we've got so many guys that can cut what are your thoughts on that silva I think just a part of NBA offense right now is like just getting up as as many threes as you can sometimes. Uh, that is one part of it. And two, I think the Thunder want spacing has been a real issue with the Thunder. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of guys that you have to respect a lot on this Thunder team from beyond the arc. There's like Trey Mann, Shea, Mike Muscala. That might be the list of like really good three point shooters that we that have proven themselves at this point. And even Trey Mann is just a second year player. So I think the more three, more threes are good. I'm I'm in for that. Uh, next one: Are we sure Detroit is any better than the tanking brigade of Utah, San Antonio, Houston, and us? OKC. MGM has uh, Detroit's over under six games higher than OKC. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's tough. It I mean on paper they're on paper the rosters look similar from a talent standpoint. The Detroit just has more recent high draft picks on their board. Like the Thunder have Giddy, who was six, and Chet isn't playing. But the Detroit started Jalen Duran essentially tonight, who was picked like what twelfth, thirteenth, thirteenth. Well, yeah, twelfth was uh, our boy, mm-hmm. and Jaden Ivey, who looks awesome. And they had the, the hype of the number one pick last year, so I think that's kind of why Detroit is seen as being further ahead. They made some win now moves, I guess, and they had already had a guy like Sadiq Bay, but their rosters honestly look pretty similar. 
And I don't know why they're over under is six games higher. I've always been under the impression that OKC's was way too low. What is it at? Like 23, 23 and a half. Yeah, that's way too low. So I think they're more, they should be between like 26 to 28. It would be more fair for both of these teams. Um, I know many people are high on Bayes, but what about his poor offensive decisions? I don't know if I agree with this. I feel like the fan base is kind of turning against Bayes as they see these other guys like Jang, uh, like Poku, et cetera. Yeah, tonight on Twitter especially, it felt like a uh, a march of war through the streets of Twitter saying, <laughs> get Bayes out of here, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Just fine. Um, I think that's pretty much all of the chat comments cool. uh, or questions. Uh, lots of people in the chat, so we appreciate that. Um, Silva, what else we got? Let's look ahead to the next game very quickly, uh, which is Thursday at San Antonio. It's the Thunder's final preseason game. You have been tweeting about this game quite a bit because you think it's going to kind of signify what opening night is going to look like. Yeah, it's going to be like a dress rehearsal, I think. Mm -hmm. And Coach, yesterday, two days ago, I can't remember when. I think it was yesterday at practice, Monday at practice, uh, said Shea would not play in Detroit. Uh, would not give an update for Shea in San Antonio. Said he's looking great. Uh, he feels like he's he's pretty good to go, and he is making the trip. He was there in Detroit tonight. I feel like Shea's going to play on Thursday. That will be really exciting because wasn't the initial report made it seem like he could be out for like the first several weeks? There was no report on a timeline. The Thunder okay. reported they would uh, give an update in two weeks. Mm. That was last week. Mm-hmm. Um if Shea set out Thursday, that would give him a whole nother week of rest. If they do play him Thursday, I think it would just be in like the first half and he wouldn't play the second half, but at least get some con- a little bit of continuity, a little bit of run with the guys. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see it. Yeah, uh, that game should be really exciting, especially because San Antonio, a lot of people are just kind of saying San Antonio is going to be like the worst team in the NBA or bottom bottom three. And OKC is a, a tier above that, so I'm I'm curious what that opening that that lineup looks like. Um, really hoping we see Poku at the four. If so, if Shay does play Thursday night, Silva, um, you assume the starting five is what we keep talking: Shay, Lou, uh, Josh, Giddy, Alexei Pokushevsky, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl. I do assume that. Yeah. Okay. Who's who are the next five off the bench then? Uh, I think it would have to be Trey. J-Dub, Kenrich, Bays, and it's another player that we could throw in there. Wiggins, Aaron Wiggins, Jang, probably. Uh, there's a handful of them there. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Wiggins and Jang, I think. Okay, interesting. I'm excited uh, for Thursday, and then we get six days off before regular season basketball. First game of the season next Wednesday evening. It has arrived very quickly. Very, very quickly. Um, before we head out tonight, let's uh, say a, a firm goodbye to Teo Maladon, who was waived by the Houston Rockets today. Au revoir, Teo Maladon. My man's heading back to France, I think. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our show tonight. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these bad boys. Just got uh, old Jacob Jacob in the hosting seat all the time, which I am grateful for. Uh, had a lot of fun, though. Really fun game to watch. Uh, again, Hope to see you guys at our watch party on October 22nd. Uh, I will close out the night with that graphic so you guys can all see that information uh, instead of our schedule. And, uh, yeah, there it is. It's sweet. Thanks again so much.
We'll see you guys Thursday after the San Antonio game. Adios. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.